Welcome to the Companion Chapel Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada. The Companion Chapel is a registered non-profit ministry. This entrusts your much-needed gratuities go directly into Bible teaching and count as your blessings and works in front of God. Today, Revelation chapter 22 and 22 verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne, the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb. Do you remember when we studied the book of Matthew, Christ said, Partake in this water that I give unto you, or that I offer unto you, and you shall never thirst again. That was a great lesson for us. Speaking of the spiritual water, here the spiritual waters come out of the temple of God and the Lamb, and these are real waters. It's pure, clean, life-giving water. Verse 2, in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. The tree of life, nations, including all people in eternity. The leaves, the be supposition to say anything, but they're probably for healing. And it's something that we, we consume, we partake of. And this is after the millennium period, and this is the eternal period. This is the eternal throne of God. This is our eternity. Three, then there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. God is there, and this is just the greatest thing. God is the temple for, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. This is the mark. The mark or the seal of God will be in your foreheads. It's the word of God. Everybody has the seal of God. The seal of God in their foreheads means they took the time. They took the time to get to know him, and they took the time to make a decision. They came to the conclusion they love their father, and that's not the case for everybody. At this point, as we're reading, it's all finished. It's all the eternity for us and moving forward. Verse 5, And there shall be no night, and there shall need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. It's eternity. Christ, as the light giver, outshines the sun. It doesn't mean there's not going to be a sun. It means there's going to be a much different atmosphere, refraction of light, different things. It's just going to be different than we can even comprehend right now, but we can still paint a picture in our mind. Verse 6, And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of this prophecy of this book. That's almost the same as chapter 1, verse 3 of Revelation. And people will say, well, this was written a long time ago, and it's and there's a little theme or a thread through the Bible that indicates uh, uh, these things will shortly come to pass, and it's been 2,000 years, even longer. We have to say to those people, it's not by your wristwatch. It's not your timepiece, your clock. It's God's eternal time clock. And that is the outline given to us in the book of Peter. One day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as is in one day, meaning it seems like a thousand years to us for one day with God. If we think about that, say someone died 2,000 years ago, for them it's only going to seem like a couple days, but to us it seems like a long time. So if he comes quickly, 
It's only gonna be a couple days for them, but for us, it's like, seems longer. Verse eight, and I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before his feet, before the feet of an angel which showed me these things. Now here's John, he's back in his cell, waiting for his dinner and the angels chilling with him. And this is AD 96 now, he's back in his flesh body. And he saw these things, and this is what John did in teaching us. You do not worship angels. You do not worship man or any of the stuff mankind has made. You do not put that in front of God. You worship God only. And this is what the angel said to him in verse 9. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and thy brethren, the brethren of the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, you worship God. That verse has so much in it that clears up a lot of things that people make up about uh, angels. First off, we worship God, not an angel. You worship God, that's one of the big 10 commandments. And the greatest thing about this verse is it goes along with another thread through the Bible about who are the angels? Well, we are the angels. Here's John with an angel, and this is an upper authoritative angel. He's got a mission to do, and a very much trusted angel. And he's that fellow servant. He's talking to us, to John. That's how the message came through. Let's go back another verse here. He says, these sayings are true and faithful. The Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which shortly be done. There's the natural order of things. God is on top, but we don't worship anybody else. But the hierarchy is something that we take heed to, we respect. We are the angels as soon as we finish with this flesh body. We're in our celestial body and we're the angels. Instantly in the celestial body because God has something for us to do. He has a job for us. We're angels. Angels is messengers. And remember Jacob's ladder. When Jacob had that vision, it was lots of activity. Just a lot of activity up and down. The angels are busy. we got things to do. It's a hub of activity. Verse 10. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Yeah, you don't seal things up. Seal not. That means the entire book is to be understood. And that's an order from God. You don't just pass off certain parts of Scripture and say, Oh, that's too hard to understand. That doesn't apply today. Or it doesn't suit my lifestyle. So I'm just going to read over that and forget about it. Well, good luck with that. Verse 11, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Don't beg someone into the word of God. Don't try and Bible thump somebody or you're gonna get a smack in the face and you're gonna have to turn the other cheek and ask for another smack as we're instructed by Christ himself. It's free will. You decide what you do, but God judges individually. It's your free will decides. You don't cast your pearls before swine either. It's a waste of time. Like, what's the point? If someone doesn't want to listen and they just want to make something up or have a theory on their own made-up stuff or they take a bunch of other people's made-up stuff and make their own made-up stuff and convince themselves of some ridiculous theory, and they'll get hot on it, man. They'll, they'll really get upset if there's anybody disagrees with them, but that's good for them. The unjust can stay unjust. The filthy can stay filthy. 12. And behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. That's your reward. Your works. Not you're out there shoveling mortar or laying bricks. or that's, that's your labors. 
not you sitting in an office from nine to five pushing a pencil, but that's your labors. Your works is what you do for God. And that always has to come first. You have God in mind first before you do anything. And your works is how you support a ministry. Your works as a ministry is how you broadcast the word. And the word itself has to be taken in by open ears as a child would listen. A child doesn't have preconceived conceptions about how things should be. A child is open to suggestion. And make sure that the suggestion is the word of God and not some ridiculous theory. Your works is your reward. And your reward comes from your actions, which is your right hand. That's the mark of your right hand. And your forehead, that's what's in your mind. That is your motivator for your actions. That's your standard. And we read in the Bible, there are many ways, many ways that seemeth right unto man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. The ways of death are many and are the ways of Satan. These ways seem okay. They seem pleasant, harmless, popular, peaceful, prosperous. The theories from important people of stature or their opinions, views, and beliefs. We have different philosophies people jump all over, different ideologies people have and carry around with them. Systems of ideas and speculations. Look at the TV, the speculators and the suppositions and the theses. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And that's your works. What you eat is who you become. You are what you eat. 13. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, and they that have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates of the city. Blessed means happy. This is a happy time. There's no more tears. God wipes them away. There's leaves here for healing. There is eternal life. The intricities of creation are for us to explore. God made us for his pleasure, for, to please him. And he's going to give us inner peace beyond our present comprehension. And of course, he's going to give us stuff to do. We have the right to the tree of life. That means we followed God's word and we waited and we had patience and right delegated power. We were given the authority and this is our liberty, and that means we earned it, we worked for it. For without our dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Start at the end here, liars are such a drag, like period. Idolaters are people that put their stuff first, like their stuff is their God, and that's the reward there. So once their stuff perishes and is gone, that's all they get. That just means the stuff that man's made is just going to get destroyed. You leave anything outside for a while and you just watch Mother Nature just take it back to its original form, its original elemental form. Murderers, like, come on, you can't just go off somebody. And murderer of the soul is even worse. That means misdirecting somebody or thinking that you have something better to it than the Bible has and you're going to add to it or, and that's in the next few verses or take away from. They're murderers. You're murdering people's soul. and. Fear not those who can murder the flesh, but those who can kill the soul. And whoremongers, they sound great. They sound like, wow, that sermon was really speaking to me. And, and I've heard sermons where they're quoting words from man, and they're carrying on about stuff that sounds so sugar sweet. But in the end, you can listen to these sermons year after year, and you're still going to be biblically blind. You can't pick up the Bible and 
have a working knowledge of what's going on, let alone explain it to others. But you got a lot of catchphrases and, and cool sayings that sound religious, but God has enough stuff in here for us to learn, and we don't really need to learn what man's got to say, and he doesn't really have much to say when you get right down to it. Sorcerers, that's the drug people, the drug dealers, big pharma. They had a good opportunity in this age to just help mankind, but they chose to socially engineer mankind. And of course, Satan is the prince of the air. So big pharma is one of the worst things. And that's where the word sorcerers comes from. And you can look it up yourself. I encourage you to. And dogs, you mean my little puppy dog? is can't come to heaven. This is unfair. No, dogs, not as in canine dogs. And we love our dogs so much, they don't even know. And this dogs means the position man takes when he's doing another man okay period right, let's just move 16 and i jesus sent my angel to testify unto these things in the churches i am the root of the offspring of david and the bright morning star christ is the bright morning star and that was written earlier lucifer is the fallen star the fallen morning star is written in isaiah chapter 14 people get so hung up on that and they will just go crazy thinking about, well, Lucifer, this means bright morning lamp, and listen, we're all stars. We're bright, we're shining, we have the light of God in us. It absorbs into us and it radiates off of us. Christ is the morning star. Lucifer is the fallen morning star. And Christ gives lineage here, giving a shout out to David. F17, the spirit and the bride say, come, let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Whomsoever will. Free will decision. Verse 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written within this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city for from the things which are written in this book. Anything outside of divine revelation is man's imagination. And that's all there is to it. They have a theory, opinions. Let's see what the Bible has to say. If you turn away your ear from hearing the law, when and the law is God's law, it's God's instruction, sets this whole book, Genesis to Revelation, if you turn your ear away from that, even your prayer shall be an abomination. That means if you tweak God's word by taking a little bit out or adding a little bit in to suit your lifestyle, then even your prayers are an abomination. Certain groups, and they claim to be religious still, that and they just say, oh, good, Jesus will forgive us, Jesus will forgive us. Well, Jesus loves us all. Well, you can't go against the words of God here and just say Jesus loves us and that's good enough. You're taking from the word and you're adding to the word. Even your prayers shall be an abomination. And then when you get up in front of Christ, and reading from Matthew, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, on the Lord's day, judgment day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, demons, and in thy name done many for wonderful works. Have we not done all this for you, Jesus? Like we're, we go to church and or you know, we're praying for people and or we're trying to lead a good life. 
and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. This doesn't read good in the English. It means you never got to know me. You never got to know me. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. It reads in the English, I never knew you. God and, and the Christ know everybody. And on judgment day, is Christ going to say to somebody, I don't know you. Who are you? I see your ID badge. No, he knows you. You never got to know him. Ye that work iniquity. Iniquity is your ego, your self-pride. You just thought you knew better. Oh, that, it, a lot of people are offended by God's word. And they can go play somewhere else. And it won't be hell, even though it's called hell. Or it won't be hell as we envision it. It'll be hell to us. Because we don't want to sit there and listen to these people. Analysts, ideologists, philosophers. With all their opinions and views and beliefs. Well, we want to sit there with some truth, some solid truth, some solid facts. We can relax and have a peace. And when we're, we're talking to somebody, they don't get all offended. They come to an understanding of each other. There's individuals, it's free will. There's different, different ways of doing stuff, but we don't dog the other person or look down or want to fight them. We come to an understanding of each other. It, it is the most humblest of understandings, and that's the people that get into heaven. He that which testifieth, verse 20 of Revelation 22, he that which testifieth, these things saith, surely I could quickly, amen. That is that, that's what amen means, it's that is that. Even so, come Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen. And isn't that just the greatest thing? That was just the greatest book ever, the Bible, and that's the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, verse 21. We are the angels, and that is your inheritance. You have to claim your liberty. You have to work for it, and it's much better of a lifestyle than going out there and following the ways of mankind. No, we have to follow the civil laws. We don't get thrown in the clink. We sit in there doing time. Some people are saying, I'm just learning God's word. How can I get some works? You get your works by supporting a teacher that's teaching you, and eventually you get a good working knowledge of the Bible and you get to pass it on to somebody else, generation after generation as it's written. And is not just the greatest thing. I hope you enjoyed that. It's my pleasure bringing it to you. Now, if you would please visit us at thecommandchapel.com, press subscribe and the like button on the podcast. If we have helped you with God's word, please help us spread our Heavenly Father's precious word. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This entrusts your much needed gratuities go directly into Bible teaching and count as your blessings and works in front of God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And I just know you'll be coming back for the next series, the next episodes, which are going to be probably the book of Thessalonians, unless somebody calls in and wants something different. And it's going to take a lot of convincing to me because the book of Thessalonians is the book about how do we, our little journey. How do we get up there to be with Christ in the air? And the air just means all-encompassing, because air encompasses all life. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye for now.